Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. All of you relax. This is a matter of inconvenient timing, that's all. I ought to kill you right now. Not a very private place for a murder. Well, I'm all broken up about that man's rights. What do you want to discuss now? My favorite color? That's classified. It's what? It's classified. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Hello there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Global Security Consultant Podcast. My name is Luke Bensing, and today I want to talk to you about the true meaning of strategic leadership. You know, it's funny. In the business world, uh, strategy has become a very trite, overused term. You know, business guys like to say that they're very strategic thinkers or that they have a strategic plan. Uh, You know, the word strategic, it just sounds cool. Uh, It's very militaristic in its tone. Uh, and, and I've discussed this at length in, in some of my other previous podcasts, um, you know, but thanks in large part to our recent global pandemic, strategic leadership has risen to become a top priority for many different organizations, whether that organization is in the private sector or the public sector. Uh, and by public sector, you know, I'm talking about, you know, local, state or federal government, as well as the military. And you know, to, to talk a little bit more about what I'm doing with, with strategy, uh, I want to discuss a new course offering uh, that we're, we're putting out here at Security Management International, and it's called Cognizant Security Strategy. Now, I was asked uh, by the, the University of South Florida if I could put together a strategy course uh, sort of uh, as a way to deal with the problems in our post-pandemic world. Uh, you know, and I, and I heard a great uh, sort of quote out there. Uh, that said, you know, we're, we're, there is not a new normal after the pandemic. It's a no normal, meaning that uh, th- there is no uh, new set way of doing things. Uh, everything is always constantly fluid and changing more so than ever because of the of the uh, pandemic. So I came up with this concept of cognizant security strategy. Now, what does that mean? Well, first of all, let's talk about cognizant. You know, when I talk about cognizant, I'm talking about your awareness to your ever-changing environment, um, and you know, if I if I define cognizant security strategy, you know, I call it a fresh approach to the antiquated, the antiquated security methods that are no longer useful for organizations in a post-pandemic world. Uh, let's be very blunt here and say that security departments have erroneously functioned in more of a reactionary rather than a proactive role for for decades. So with CSS, it's much like a combat mission or an intelligence operation uh, in that security strategy, it needs to be organic. Decisions need to be based upon fluidity of the threat environment, as well as the on the ground realities that are involved. And and, therefore, as conditions change, whether that means an escalation or a de-escalation of a crisis, the organization itself and its subsequent teams responsible for different roles, they must dictate the pace and the direction of that event. Um, no longer can management be spectators. Uh, they've got to break out of this mindset that they're solely operating in a responder type role. Um, and, and also talking about leadership and management, you know, leaders, they've got to resist this temptation to micromanage tactical situations rather than providing direction from the strategic level. How many times have we've seen the the so-called leader when there's an issue say, oh, well, let me roll up my sleeves and jump in and lead the the team and all of that, which, hey, that looks great and it's it's good for morale, but 
is it really as part of the grander strategy moving the company forward? Again, we want to have leaders who set examples and lead, lead from the front and, and take ownership of, of everything that they do. But you have to be able to have a top-down approach to strategy where you have already trained and you allow your team to handle it without you as the leader jumping in and micromanaging. Now, if there's questions or if you see something wrong, you certainly answer questions and you certainly correct um, as things uh, unfold. But you have to trust that your leadership uh, that you've provided and the training you've provided allows your people to do their job to the best of their ability and you give them the resources and the tools uh, to do the best they, they can do. That's And that's not a new idea. That's not something I invented. I mean, uh, I always like to say there's, there's nothing new under the sun. Everything just seems to get repackaged for the next generation so they can understand it. But with CSS, what I'm going for here with an industry like security, which has uh, traditionally been antiquated, um, you know, I, I like to talk about what strategy is. I start off with with sort of a uh, a lecture on a fundamental overview of what strategy is, and I, I try to teach this at a graduate level. I mean, it's still a one hundred and one type course, and undergrads would benefit, or people who you know never even went to college would still greatly benefit from it too. But but I talk about what strategy is, what it's not, how it's different from tactics. Uh, you know, I give key highlights of. of thought leaders throughout history and today from military and sports and business and and how they've they've influenced strategy and and whether or not that their their leadership style uh, would would carry over today. And then when we talk more about leadership itself uh, in that case, you know, I talk about how late uh, leaders need to behave and communicate and their ability to use sound judgment. Uh, you know, I, I always like to reference uh, Dr. Alan Weiss wrote a great book called Fearless Leadership. And he says there's really three types of leaders out there. You have the overly cautious leader. Uh, those are people who seek consensus on all occasions or they look for precedent and guarantees of success. Or there are those ones who say, oh, I need to think about it. Uh, and they procrastinate. And they avoid going with their gut. Then you have the, on the opposite spectrum, you've got the foolhardy leaders. You know, those are the ones who the fools rush in. Uh, they decide without considering options or alternatives. They ignore risk entirely, uh, and they never consider the impact on others. And you know, I think that's the the biggest issue with a foolhardy leader. He doesn't think about, or he or she doesn't think about their team. Uh, you know, I saw a great co uh, quote from Richard Branson, who says he doesn't put customers first; he puts his employees first. Meaning that if he takes really good care of his employees, he knows that that in turn will give his company very happy, satisfied clients and customers. So start with your own people first. Um, and then to actually be this effective, assertive leader, what you're looking for characteristic-wise there is leaders who quickly evaluate risk uh, that's both preventative and contingent with its actions. Uh, a leader who considers options and chooses among or combines them and they're comfortable setting a precedent and breaking new ground. So again, I always think uh, that that uh, great Navy SEAL uh, who who does a Jock, Jocko uh, Wilnick, uh, I think is how you say his name, uh, really does some great stuff out there. He really a nice inspirational uh, talks that he does on on YouTube and things, and and he talks about leadership through ownership. And I I think that's what it really boils down to that the buck does stop with with the leader. 
But that doesn't mean that the leader is involved in micromanaging everything. I mean, again, and the leader is the top and the leader's owner. If one of your people screws up at the furthest end of the, the chain, you are still responsible as the leader. You still take ownership. So you need to plan for contingencies and what ifs. Um, but at the end of the day, you still have to be a top-down approach, not a bottom-up approach. Uh, and, and I like to use a case study in there, too, of the Apollo 13 mission, uh, where, you know, you famously, uh, you know, failure is not an option. Gene, uh, Gene uh, Kranzik, uh, the mission control director there, uh, talked about, you know, well, failure is not an option here. We're bringing the astronauts back to Earth and we're bringing them back safety, uh, safely. I mean, that was, uh, that was a great example of leadership. So we talk about that. Then we move into... Uh, you know, really the nuts and bolts of cognizant security strategy, where we talk about what, what it really is. We use what's called a cognizant risk score, which is basically a calculation or a formula that dictates the differences between uh, your awareness to the environment, the threats that are around you, and then the preparedness that you have, how well you've prepared yourself and your team. Uh, and then running through the middle of that, you've got a couple different variables. You've got the variables of the, the knowns and the unknowns uh, that could happen. Uh, the 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 what ifs uh, the strange you know curveballs and then uh, you know for for organizations too you can't exact uh, uh, ignore the money aspect of it either too you know everything's fine and and great when you have an unlimited budget to to hire people and have the best equipment and and train folks but in reality we all don't have an unlimited budget to do this so you have to work within your means as well so we we talk a, a big part about that. Uh, in, the, in the course. And we do a lot of tabletop work uh, as well, uh, where we actually give you uh, give the students a chance to um, basically practice and make decisions uh, in a crisis in, uh, scenario, which is in a, in a controlled environment. Uh, so I think that's really important. The more you can train, 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 uh, the better you will be uh, when an actual emergency or just with your day-to-day -day job to continuously be training. So, so that's what we're offering at, uh, at, at SMI right now. Again, we're doing this in conjunction with the University of South Florida. Actually, the students get a certificate from USF as well as a digital token uh, for their, their LinkedIn profiles or whatever their social media profiles are electronically. So um, I encourage you to check it out if you're really interested in a new form of thinking for strategy. And if you are into, uh, you know, leadership, uh, this is a, a slightly different way to think about it, too. Um, so hope you can take advantage of it. Uh, I want to thank you again for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at any time via email, uh, lbency at SMI Consultancy. And as always, stay safe and vigilant out there.